young Tell us everything you wanna be Yin Yang Share with us all of your dreams Yin and Yang Okay. Um, yin and yang. Okay. Yin and yang. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yin and yang. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, should we have a? Like, uh, I don't want to be mean, but is it like? Should we have like a gong? Gong. <laughs> <Then we> go. <laughs> oh, yin and yang. Yin and yang. Enter the yin and yang. <laughs> yes. Welcome. This is episode thirteen. Ooh, lucky. Yeah, lucky thirteen. I was on actually a Friday too. I was I was born on the thirteenth, so it's oh, lucky. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, too. Oh, you were born on the thirteenth, Dan. Yeah. No shit. Okay. I was uh, born on, the, on the Friday. Oh shit. <laughs> I was born on the 21st. Okay. All right. <laughs> Doesn't have anything to do with that, but yeah. yeah cool. Um, this is, uh, okay, cool. We've got a good show tonight um, uh, or morning whenever you're listening to this. Uh, let me close out all these windows here. But like, so I'm over here at Aaron's and. Um, can you hear me chewing gum? Uh, wait, are you, Dan, can you hear him chewing gum? Uh, every now and then, I, not that much. <laughs> I'm gonna just, I'm gonna spit. And then you're okay. There's no fans or anything you can hear. No. no. All right. No. Cool. So I mean, <sighs> yeah, you're the greatest. Not like that fan. Yeah, like yeah. A, like a cooling <laughs> fan. So um, what I'll do is let's start off with a little intro, um, like how I met Aaron, our 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 guest tonight, um, and uh, we'll do a little bit of catch up. It's it's been a little, it's been a bit since we last recorded, right, Dan? So yeah, it's yeah, been we'll, like two or three weeks. Yeah, yeah. So we, we'll we'll do a little catch up as well. Um, but first off, let me start off with um, this is uh, Aaron Estrada. Yay! What's up, guys? Nice Yay. to meet you. So yeah, say what's up again. Sorry. Aaron. Uh, hey guys, it's uh, it's Aaron. Um, what, what do I? What yeah. Do I? Cool. It's oh Aaron. yeah, it's me. Yeah. I I also go by the Mac, or some people know me as Fish. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much. Cool. And uh, Aaron, I met Aaron actually at um, a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu club at uh, CSUN where we go. And uh, basically, uh, yeah, Aaron is one of the like assistant instructors there, I guess, is yeah, what, what uh, in-term instructors once Yeah, uh, just uh, uh, something like, um, I don't, something like situation, you know? Yeah, there was a situation. <laughs> uh, basically, one of our last instructors, there was like a falling out between that instructor and our club. Yeah. And uh, because of that, you know, Aaron stepped up because he's one of the senior. Like, what what belt are you in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu? Um, right now, I'm a I'm a blue belt. Okay. Yeah. Oh damn! Uh, how many belts? How many belts are there? There's five. Well, there's um. So there's five. Traditionally, there's five. There's white, blue, purple, brown, black, and then there's also a red belt, which Whoa. comes after black. Oh. So, the thing about red belt though, it's kind of like a. It's like an honorary kind of belt, from my understanding. It's um, you have to like do something significant for the sport, mm. you know, like the original Gracie. Of course, he has a red belt. You oh, know okay, what I mean? like Hoist. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, like, you have to be training for like fifty years or something like that, <laughs> you know, to get your after after you get your black belt. Yeah. You have to be training for a significant amount of time to get a red belt. Okay. Yeah. I, I want. I won't come back to that, but like, okay. yeah, yeah. I because I know the belt system. But yeah, let's come back to that. First off, so but 
so that's where I met Aaron, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu club. Uh, you're in your mid twenties, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So he's in his mid twenties. Uh, but you wouldn't be able to guess it. I, mean, <laughs> I age young. You know yeah, I mean? we we Asians age young. Yeah. So and uh, your your family background is Filipino Chinese. Um, well, it's like mostly Filipino. My dad is like a quarter Chinese, and my mom is a quarter Spaniard. Mm. But everything else is Filipino. So basically, a lot of people tell me this is that like I'm just Filipino and more Filipino. Because if you think about it, mm. the way you get a Filipino. The mix, like the recipe, is basically you know like Chinese and Spaniard. Is that the recipe? Okay, that's, you know that's like what some people say. Because the Philippines was it was immigrate like the Chinese went there like hundreds. Yeah, okay, whatever. So, yeah. Anyways, like the, go on. The Philip, like the Philippines, man, we got colonized by anyone and everyone. Like Pacific Islander, like, yeah. like the yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. So you know we got um, like we have Chinese influence. Uh -huh. We have like some Indian influence. Like it's all in our food. You can see it. Okay, okay. You know, like we have lumpia. What kind of what you know? Yeah, where's have, lumpia? At? I guess lumpia is like the egg roll. Sort of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then we have like panset, which is like the noodles. The spaghetti, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh. And then, like we have like all sorts of stuff. And then like you know we have like like uh, Hispanic influence, like from the Spaniards. Oh, the Spanish, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and I if you notice, I don't know if am I allowed to say this, but like some of the a lot of the curse words yeah. in Tagalog yeah. are actually Mexican foods. <laughs> <laughs> and some um, Mexican foods are actually like curse words in Tagalog. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And I think, I don't know, this is just like a conspiracy theory. You okay. know, maybe I've been training yeah. on 10th Planet for a while. Oh, so, you know, like, we got some I conspiracy theories up yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think like, you know, like when we were um, colonized by uh, Spain and like taking over, we kind of like put the hidden meaning in it so that we could be like oh you want some you want some mamon you know okay which is a sponge cake in tagalog okay but you know in spanish it's like a really bad word <laughs> or like puto you know puto yeah that's, like, that's a rice cake though oh that's a rice cake yeah in tagalog yeah that's kind of funny okay so yeah so it's like you from the food you can get the history and the cuss words and yeah, stuff like exactly. that's, that's crazy um, and but you were born in the states. Yes, I was born in the states. Funny story, actually. Um, I, I give my parents a lot of crap for this sometimes, okay, yeah, but yeah, like yeah. jokingly. But um, so I'm the youngest of three. Okay. And um, same here. Yeah. So and like. Um, Dan, you're the oldest of three, right? I am the oldest of three, four. Four. Oh, four. Nice. Okay. Okay. So, um, so my parents, my dad was in the navy. My mom's a nurse. Of course. Oh my God. You know, so my mom worked the night shift, and so they, at this point, three kids they're outnumbered, right? Okay. So they sent me to the Philippines to be raised. Really? Yeah. Like, um, cause you know, there's like an age limit of how, of like for a kid to be able to be on a plane or okay. something. Like how young by yeah. yourself? Mm -hmm. Okay. I actually like, I think I was like even younger than that because my mom was the one that took me to the Philippines, right? And she just left me there. Oh wow! But and then like, wait, how old were you? I think I was less than a year old. Holy oh, crap! Wow. Yeah, because I think like I took my first steps there. You took your first steps in in the Philippines. In the Philippines. Yeah, like I can't even remember those times, but, um, but yeah. So like, what would happen was like every like two weeks or like a month or so. Yeah. I'd um, I'd I'd go to like a different member of uh, a family. So like maybe like one week I'd be with someone on my mom's side. Yeah. Then the next week I'd be with someone on my dad's side. Okay. And then another family member on my mom's side. 
Oh, each so, week. Wow. Yeah. So like, or like maybe like two weeks or something like that. Yeah, you know? yeah. And so, I think that was that's pretty cool though. You know, it's kind of like different senseis, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Because in a, in a sense, like, you know, like my family's in the Philippines, but. I'm so close to them. You yeah. Know? Like whenever I go back there, they're always like, "Oh, I remember when you were a baby, and we took care of you." Boy, how oh, how how long were you in the Philippines for? I think uh, that, in that situation. Honestly, I think I, because I can't really remember because you know I was so young, but yeah, I think yeah. it was like a year. Oh, a year, a year like or that. two, yeah. Oh, just like as a baby. Okay. Yeah. But then, as your for grade school, was that in the U.S.? Oh, or? for grade school, I was I was in America. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Once I started going to school and like they didn't have to like keep an eye on me all the time. Interesting. Because my mom always says that uh, her main reason was that um, they couldn't trust, like, babysitters in America. <laughs> you know? Like, they'd rather have, like, your family do it. Oh, interesting. Okay. Because yeah. my grandparents, like, raised me as a baby. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't want to... Tr- yeah, I guess that's, like, maybe an Asian thing. I don't know. But, yeah. like, like, they they actually approached one of my... Um, my, uh, my mom's mom. But, uh... She, and then... Um, that didn't work out and then they approached my dad's mom my grandma my dad's side and then like they came they flew over and they they took care of me yeah so like i was like pretty crazy for them because like they don't speak the language right like, yeah but then you okay interesting now yeah so my first language was was tagalog, tagalog okay yeah. now because they say things like i don't know they're, they're doing studies on this right like babies like do they really do they really pick up stuff if they're like so young, you know? Yeah, well, do you, did you do you think that even though you're a year or two years old, did mm-hmm. you actually pick up like Yeah, you know, I honestly think that I do picked I did pick up a lot of stuff cuz I mean, to this day I in a way I don't really feel that comfortable in America. Really? Yeah, you know, it's like weird like when I'm in the Philippines, I have a sense like, "Oh, I'm home." Huh? You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Wait, Dan, like, for your kids, when they're one and two, like, wait, when they're one and, like, when they're one years old, like, do you feel like their personality is shaping then? Or do, or is it too young for, like, you to see any sort of, because I think we, we talked about this before, I think you notice fairly, fairly early on some sort of personality changes or personality Yeah, you changes. definitely notice, you do, you do, you notice a lot earlier than you think. And um, one of the things that uh, my wife always jokes about is that, she kind of knew the personalities of the kids when they were in utero. Oh, wow. So with, <laughs> with our first kid, yeah, with our first kid, she, she always knew what she wanted. The cravings were like specific. I was like, I want that, I want that, or I want this. And she'd go out and get it. And with our second son, he's kind of like, I don't know what will satisfy my hunger or my craving. And when he came out, he's kind of, indecisive a little wishy-washy so what that's interesting you know i i heard that um okay it's also like the things that the mom goes through can affect how the kid uh comes okay because like uh for my mom her her dad my grandpa passed away um in the philippines like a week before i was born right my mom my mom's dad passed away when uh she was pregnant with me. Right? Yeah. But And then my mom couldn't, um, she couldn't travel. So she yeah, couldn't same. go to the funeral. So she, and she was pregnant with me. And so my dad tells me, like, that's why I'm kind of soft. You know, like, or not soft, <laughs> but, like, I'm a little sensitive. You know what I mean? Okay, because, okay. like, my mom, like. Yeah. So you're, you're an artist at heart. <laughs> Maybe. You're a uh, sensitive artist. Yeah, let's, let's put it like that. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Or, yeah. Um, 
No, that's interesting because I always wonder about that. That's interesting. You can't. Maybe that's why we connect. Because like, my mom went through a very similar experience. Mm-hmm. She couldn't travel when her her my my grandpa on on her side passed. So like, yeah, my my brother who's five years older than me, he remembers as like a as a as a kid like my mom kind of crying. Yeah. And and but she and she was pregnant. You know? Yeah. Yeah, Wait, yeah. So let me ask you this: Do yeah. you like when you when something goes wrong? Do yeah. you automatically feel like a sense of guilt? Yeah, like a little bit. It, like it's my fault. Yeah. Same here. I thought that was like Asian guilt, though. But I guess I don't know. This may be deeper than that. Yeah. We, I mean, this is, you're like the only person I could ever I could talk to about this because <laughs> you're the only person I know who's gone through something like this. But uh-huh. yeah, like sometimes I think like you know, like you, technically it is kind of my fault that my mom couldn't go to the Philippines. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. So, so I, like, I, 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 do, I got, I I got I hit do, with feelings right now. Yeah. All right, hold on. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Right. Please. So like we do. T- I take things really hard, and I like. Hmm. Like so, um, two of my coworkers, right? Yeah, they're both my friends, and um, I, uh, I, I live next to one, mm-hmm. and we all had a, a a work meeting, and I didn't pick them up, but my third friend did, Sean and Felix. Okay, shout out. Um, <laughs> so uh, Felix picked up Sean, right? Okay, and so they end up getting in a car accident. Nothing, oh. nothing, nothing serious. Nothing right? serious. Okay, but. Like when I found out about it, dude, like I just felt like just a huge amount of guilt yeah. because I could have picked up Sean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? It's, so and it's always like situations like that where it's like, yo. Right. And do you do you ever do you ever go through like kind of obsessive compulsive things at all or not really? Where like I need to do this so that this happens? Or like if I don't do this, something bad will happen. Um, you have, or not so much. I think I think maybe I do, but like I don't I don't realize it because okay. no one like is there to call me out on it. Okay, but like yeah yeah. Sometimes I'll do I'll have feelings like that or like. Um, you don't think it's superstition though? That's more like well that's they're doing research on it like part of it is biological too like mm-hmm. obsessive compulsive disorder has a I guess you know what they could you know, a lot of things have biological factors right yeah. or like sources but, for sure um, obsessive compulsive like. I had some of that. I have a little bit of that, but like usually it's triggered when I'm, I don't know. It's triggered if like you're stressed out, stressed out, or if I have. To, it's weird. It's either like extreme, one extreme or the other. It's like either I'm stressed out or I'm. I have way too much time. Okay, you yeah. know what I'm like saying. If you have, so basically, it's when you have to think about it. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, okay. I have time to waste, and I'll just do like you know, make sure. Did I lock the door? I'll go check. Oh, did I turn off? Yeah. Did I turn off the oven? You know, like I don't want to burn the house down, right? And then, um, so and you ever get this feeling like, oh, so my dad got sick last summer, right? Mm-hmm. And then like I I would feel this guilt like, oh damn, like is it because I'm not there or like you know? Yeah. I don't know. No, that's interesting. That's that kind of like Dan. Do you ever feel like gu- guilty or? Because I wonder if it. It could be a factor of things. It could be like that experience with your mom, and also being the youngest child. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like Dan, uh, what's your perspective on that? I have the same amount of guilt as you guys. Oh, okay. It, yeah, I don't know where that comes from. Quite honestly, um, I, I don't have the same experiences as you guys did. Uh, growing up with grandparents at a very very young age, I I was living with my grandmother for a year from eight at age six. So mm-hmm. just for first grade. Yeah. That was about it. Okay. Okay. But you feel guilt, like, do you feel... Well, I feel you... responsible. Yeah. Okay. Like, so if your kid gets sick or is hurt, like, do you feel, like, 
kind of guilty, even though it's not your fault? I feel, um, I feel anxiety okay. uh, over that. Like, mm. like there's something more you, you, sh- you could be doing? Yeah. You, it's, you just, well, with your kid, it's kind of yeah. different. It's, yeah. you're always going to feel that way. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. As you should, I guess, as a parent, right? He's got two kids, by the way. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, no, that makes sense. Like, once you have kids, like, I feel like your life kind of changes. It does. It does. I mean, we <laughs> talked about it It's supposed to. Before. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I like, mean, I, I, I touched upon it, like, at a, on a different podcast earlier. It was like, I didn't, I couldn't sympathize. I mean, I understood it was a bad thing when, when you watch movies and, like, somebody, somebody loses a kid. And you go, oh man, that that's bad. Mm-hmm. I understand it's bad, but I didn't understand the depths of how bad it could feel if you had until you have your own kid. Right, right. Yeah. Like uh, here, okay. Here's a counter example. Like one time I was watching some like lo- like police procedural show, right? And um, I guess it was about these thugs who were just like killing random people in the city, right? And uh, they killed a uh, they killed an old man. And they also killed a pregnant woman. It was like pretty violent. I don't know how old I was. I shouldn't. I probably should not have been watching that. Yeah, yeah. But it was like a bunch of thugs with like you know guns or knives. And and at the time, because I was my grandparents were raising me, I was like you know like seven or eight or uh, less than that. And um, oh, I might have been like six. And um, I felt bad when the old man died. You know. Yeah. Because that's my perspective, like, oh, that, I feel like that's my grandpa who died, right? And, but I didn't understand the pregnant woman so much because at that point in my life, I've never seen a pregnant woman. Yeah. Which was, yeah, or I, didn't, I understood what it meant. It was But bad. you did understand, like, the complexities of being the, pregnant. Yeah, being pregnant. Like, there's a lo- another life in her. Yeah. I didn't understand well, that. Well, then, yeah. like, that kind of goes to, like, something I've, I've thought about from time to time is that, like, you kind of have to learn your emotions. Huh. Because, like, you know, like, when a kid falls down for yeah. the first time, like, you see, like, a, t- like a one-year-old walking for the first time, and they fall down. Yeah. The first thing they do is they look at you, like, yo, what am I supposed to do now? Oh. oh. And then, <laughs> and, right? They look at their parents, like, what am I supposed to do? And then, like, the parents will be like, oh, no, no, no. And then that's when they start crying. Oh. So, like, they kind of get, like, this inclination, like, oh, I'm supposed to be hurt right now. Hmm. That's interesting. Learning your emotion, or like, now would you say that's kind of like the socially responsible way to respond? I guess, or like, how am I supposed to respond mm-hmm. in this situation? Oh, interesting. Like, Dan, do you agree with that? Yeah, I, I mean, you you can actually, when the kid falls down, if you like overreact, they're gonna react too. Mm-hmm. But if you like, hey, rub it out, you know, just like rub it, not rub it out, but just uh, you know, <laughs> suck it up and get on with it. Yeah. 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 It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Like I've seen some parents, they'll be like, you know, like a kid will fall and they're kind of like, um, like on the verge of tears. And then uh-huh. the dad will be like, come on, what, what did I teach you? What did I teach you? Yeah. Like man, man it up. And then he goes, he just grunts, he just goes, ah, and then, and then he'll stop, you know, like that's his way of dealing with it. It's a learned process. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then like, there's a danger to that, right? Because they don't know how to deal with their emotions. They don't know how to express their emotions sometimes. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And then they'll bottle like Dan. Like for your kids, I mean, how old are your kids, Dan? If you don't mind, four and two. Four and two. Okay. Okay. So yeah. the two-year-old, yeah, he's he's probably his personality is pretty set. You think? <laughs> yeah, he's. I mean, I could tell you both my kids. Um, we, as parents, we always talk about 
our kids' futures and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And you could totally tell what what's gonna. We we're we're right now concerned that we have to make uh, a little bit more hardy. So we're definitely gonna enroll him in soccer or music or martial arts or all three of the above <laughs> because we just want him to learn the the value of hard work. Not everything's gonna be easy. He's a smart kid, but if it he doesn't get it, he just like kind of gives up really easily. So I just have to like put him in some some sort of class where he has to just do repetitive things because you think he's a little soft yeah ah now i mean so going back to aaron's point like um like matt like do you tell him to man up then or like because that could be a that could like there's a documentary about it like uh, the mask you live in and they talk about how that could be a very hurtful word to some boys right oh man up to like to man up because then they're like oh because i'm not supposed to cry like oh these feelings that i have aren't what a man should have so i shouldn't like i can't feel this way oh yeah yeah yeah. right something like that well like i I shouldn't be vulnerable right yeah 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 Yeah. i dan like how because you have to walk the balance right with with male kids i especially i mean female kid you know all kids i think but it's kind of like walking that line of you should go ahead express yourself or hey you're being a little disruptive or you're being yeah. you're you're being too sensitive, I guess. Like Dan, yeah, how do you exactly. walk that line? Yeah. I, I haven't used the words man up yet. <laughs> That's one thing. You have but, not used the words I mean, man up, okay. I have not used the words man up because I haven't ex- explained that definition to him and my wife would probably be a little bit appalled. It's a so, pretty yeah, it's a sexist term, I think, yeah. Yeah, she'd be appalled not in the sense that the sexism but that um, you would resort to saying it? No, because she's an actor and she okay. knows the idea of like you have to learn how to feel your emotions. Mm-hmm. And so what you do is you just kind of acknowledge them and you go like, "Hey, are you are you angry? Why are you angry? You know, that was a bad thing that someone did to you. You, know, uh, you have every right to be angry, but you got to move on from that. You you know, you know you can be angry, but you have to figure out what you have to do to not be angry in the future." interesting yeah, that's okay. a good point that's a good point yeah that's um you sh- you shouldn't tell someone like what they're feeling is is wrong okay you know like what dan's saying but i think there is you know you can't s- say every time you're sad you cry you know what i mean okay and that's i think that's what dan's saying also like you have to like well i think that's also a part of like learning your emotions okay because I mean, I always be like, is this like, if I, you know, I, I cry, it happens. Yeah, I've cried, yeah. But yeah. it's like, I'll ask myself, like, is this like the worst pain I've ever felt? Mm. And if it is, then, yeah, I'll cry. I mean, how much choice do you have in choosing when to cry, though? You know, like, that is a good point. Sometimes, because <laughs> sometimes, like, I'll just be, uh, like, I'll be like, like, I'll be venting to one of my friends, like, I'm recapping the situation. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then it just... Like I, my voice starts cracking, uh, and then it just it just goes. You know right, I mean? right, right. Like I kind of felt that when you're talking about your mom and my mom, and I was yeah. like, oh damn. You gotta like, pause yeah. a sec for a second because if you don't, yeah, I felt like so you kind of controlled your emotions. I, like I was that. like, but I gotta do this podcast, you know, like yeah. And it's, it, but you're right. Like it wasn't like the worst feeling. Like I've been, I've felt that kind of sadness before, and mm-hmm. it's kind of like okay, as you get older, it's kind of like you can kind of like this is like with meditation too it's like you can kind of see your thoughts and feelings coming at you and then it's like how long do you want to grasp that or get stuck there yeah Yeah. so kind of like what dan is saying like how long you want to stay in that place of anger or or sadness at at some point i think there is some 
like there's something I think what triggers it you can't control right that yeah. kind of it just happens like you mm-hmm. know oh you're you know like you can't stop the sun from rising yeah yeah you're, you're you see this movie and like oh shit it's, it's totally getting me right yeah and then from there it's kind of like oh wait okay it's kind of like okay if you're in like a jiu-jitsu match or a fight or something it's like oh yeah my first reaction oh shit what the fuck why he's going for that take oh man I'm fucked or, <laughs> right and then yeah. all of a sudden you're like okay wait hold on yeah, I can get out of this. I've been here before. Yeah, maybe I don't know. I'm making a, a loose analogy, but yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I, I get I get what you're saying. Cause like okay, like in fighting, right? Control your emotions. Like Bruce Lee would say, like it's it's um you know fight with content, right? Yes. With with intention, right? But at the same time, you cannot be blinded by like rage. I, I, I you know yeah. something like that. I, I'm, yeah. I'm very well. Like, oh, yeah. Funny that you bring up Bruce Lee. I wanted to talk to you guys about this because I listened to a couple of your podcasts earlier. Do you think Bruce Lee can be considered a fighter? Yeah, he's a fighter. Yeah, he's a martial artist. He's a martial artist. He's a martial but artist. But is he a fighter? Yeah, I mean, there's lots of stories of him getting to street fights in in Hong Kong. I, I've heard of some where he he brawls a lot. Like, <laughs> I, I won't say that he was undefeated. Yeah. Because my acupuncturist in, in LA, he's he's a he's a really good acupuncturist. If you ever need an acupuncturist out there, but. He's, uh, he said that his cousin was kind of like on the crazier side of guys, like yeah. a martial artist. And he actually crossed hands with Bruce Lee at, in Chinatown oh, wow. ages ago. And his his cousin was one of those guys who was like so crazy that he was willing to fight anybody. And they they fought, but uh, Bruce they didn't really get, come to too many blows. Bruce Lee you know, punched him a couple times, and then he, he like one punch. And Bruce Lee was able to block it, but then he just like bowed out. Yeah, oh okay so. and okay. this was in LA Chinatown yeah okay but okay so then you're saying that he's had street fights and stuff sure so do you think that some hoodlum on the sh- on the street that constantly gets into fisticuffs is a fighter um we, we gotta talk about definitions like first yeah. of all yeah define fighter for cause, us yeah cause, yeah, yeah. cause I have a my, my coach he was saying that Bruce Lee technically isn't a fighter he's, yes he's a martial artist yeah 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 but he can't be considered a fighter cause he's never really had fights you know oh, like, like he has professional fights yeah like professional fights I mean isn't that what you would consider a fighter cause then if if you just consider um like someone who gets into street fights a fighter then every gangster every Hoodlum, every you know, well, then we troublemaker can, is yeah, a fighter. Then we gotta well, talk about terms. Uh, sorry, Dan, go ahead. Yeah, I, I'm gonna, yeah, I, we should actually clarify this because uh, then you're like considering anything in professional sports as fighting, right? I mean, you can only be considered a fighter if you actually go into the ring that has like scores and, and points and, and rules. Whereas if you actually fight on the streets with martial arts or or street fighting with, with no rules at all. That's not considered fighting, even though you might do it a lot. Yeah. Um. I. And, I mean, you're you're considered a street fighter, though. Y- I mean, that's. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Dad. But what, you have to. Yeah, yeah. You have to think about what, why people started like developing martial arts in the first place. It's, it's to actually fight. And yeah. if you do it on the streets where there are no rules, and you're using your martial artists or martial arts, the the knowledge that you gain, I think that would make you a fighter. Yeah. I mean, like, you hear, like, Donnie Yen, right? He's, like, uh, he did play Yip Man. He studied Wing Chun for, like, nine months to prepare for the, for the Bruce Lee teacher role. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he, uh, he got in a fight with, like, this was on an article. And he got in a fight with, like, eight guys once in, in the streets because yeah. they, were, they were harassing his girlfriend at the time. And they wouldn't stop. 
and he's like warned them and they just kept it you know he they grabbed him and he just like took them all out now he's definitely a martial artist in the sense that his mom is like a like really hot like a, a grandmaster in tai chi and taught him at a young age and he's been studying martial arts since he was a kid uh, and multiple different arts if you ever see flashpoint he like dude it's pretty the, the fight scenes in that are pretty dope but anyways so he proved himself you know as a martial artist and as a street fighter now would you say i mean yeah so then like what, what does that does that make him fight but he doesn't have any does he, he doesn't really have professional fights yeah so that's what i'm saying because yeah. because i mean you know no disrespect like this isn't any like form of disrespect no it's, no it's just, just like, with terminology yeah yeah because yeah, yeah. i mean you can't really call a jujitsu practitioner a fighter can you he's a jiu-jitsu fighter he's a bjj fighter <laughs> but you have to add the word bjj fighter sure yeah ground see, fight. see that's, like that's why they have ground fighters because yeah, yeah. he because then like i feel like the more t- um terms you have to add to it before or after something the less it becomes of it well you you're know, talking like, about like, like professional fighter though yeah yeah you're you i think what your teachers your coach is saying is He's not really a professional fighter. Yeah. Okay. That's probably his. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Bruce Lee, it's it, it sucks because that infrastructure wasn't there. Yeah. There now in in China they have something called the Lei Tai or in in Brazil the Vale Tudo right. Mm-hmm. But um, even then those those systems were pretty like shady right like yeah. gambling. And yeah. All but that. Uh, FYI, I still think Bruce Lee's like one of the greatest. I'm just oh no no whoever's no, listening no. to this like I st- Bruce Lee's like R.I.P. You know what I mean like. But I Girl wonder, stuff. no, you bring up a good point, though. I wonder, like, if he was in the octagon. Yeah, like, how effective pro- how, is his style? Yeah, you know, and given those rules. But Dan and I talked about this in the, the, the last podcast with Eddie. Is like, but then MMA seems to have its own, it's developing its own kind of mm-hmm. style. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, no, not, not to say, I don't want to mess with any of those guys, for sure. Oh, right? for sure. Yeah, in the street or whatever. Yeah. But when you talk about like street fighting or like fighting for self defense, I mean, that's and I think this is to Dan's point. That's where, oh, that's what martial arts was for—is to defend yourself yeah. against attackers. Well, right? Like that's the thing, you know. Um, and when it comes to like being in the octagon, you know, I mean, I've had a few smoker fights, you know, basically. Oh, you you do kickboxing too? Uh, uh MMA. MMA. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So uh, smoke for those who listen, smoker fight is is it's kind of think of like a pancreation, but there are headshots. You know, you could hit the head. Oh, wow. Um, Is it MMA gloves? or Yeah, MMA oh, gloves. Okay, okay. But with um, shin guards. Shin guards, okay. Yeah. So um, I did one of those, and it is it is kind of like a different feeling because, like, my, my idea when it comes to, like, my philosophy of fighting is that I'm ch- doing to my opponent what he's trying to do to me. Huh. So if I'm on the street, yeah, uh, this person's trying to kill me, right? Okay. I'm trying, so I have to reciprocate the aggression and that level. Otherwise, theirs is going to be greater than mine. Is so your mentality in in the in the ring is the same as if it would be on the street. No, I'm saying like if I'm in the ring, yeah, their mentality is to win this fight. Sure. Okay. So then my mentality is to win that fight. Huh? You okay. get it? You're you're being like water. You fill the vessel, or like Exa- you're reciprocating. Exactly yeah. because, like, if um. So if, if I go, if I go, if I'm in a street fight and yeah. my mentality is, oh, I'm going to win this fight by points, you know, something like that, yeah. you know, like points <laughs> or submission or TK or until ref stoppage. Yeah, yeah. But then this guy who's trying to mug me or, you know, 
his intention is to take my money by any means necessary, if, even if it means he takes my last breath, too. Oh, wow, okay. Right? If my, just, if just, my intention is, I'm going to win this fight, he's taking the last, like, five bucks that's in my wallet. Uh, you know? Okay. I am a college student. I probably have, like, $2. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you got to, I feel like you have to reciprocate hmm. what, what they give back to you. Dan, have you, Dan, have you been into any, you've been into sparring matches, right? In oh, yeah. Cholo foot, yeah. Yeah. Would you call yourself a fighter? Uh, no. Okay. I wouldn't call myself, like, it, if it was based on um, those rules or that, that idea that you have to be in a sanctioned match or some sort, then I would definitely wouldn't be a fighter. And I haven't gotten into any street fights, so I, I'm not, like, a brawler at all. Yeah. Versus, like, I know that my great grandmaster, or at least one of them or two of them, they've gotten into lots of fights all the time. Uh, one was involved with dry, triads, so oh, wow. he was running with street gangs, all, and he was like an enforcer. Okay. So I would call that guy a, a fighter because he he was itching to fight all the time, <laughs> and it wasn't just a, a matter of like just fisticuffs where you're just like brawling. He was using his martial art all the time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. Now, in your smoker fights, like, what, what's your record? Do you know? Oh, um, I mean, I mean, I lost them. I'll just say that. But okay. it's because... Um, I lost my first kickboxing match, so it's fine. Yeah. They were, like, like within my gym, you know? Like, uh-huh. it's it was basically the way for us to, like, like get practice. Is this through 10th Planet, or...? Um, well, um, so, it's kind of... it's So, in San Diego... Yeah. Um, it's, it's, like, it's an MMA gym, and then the... Ju- like in the MMA gym has like different, you know, like there's Muay Thai, there's Jiu Jitsu, you know, and so the the Jiu Jitsu system is uh, 10th Planet. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it it, it was the 10th Planet, but so yeah, so um, so the first match I had, it was a boxing match that ended in a draw. The second one I had was um, it was an MMA match, and they called it just like. My next two matches, they called them for like fighter safety because it is it was just like an in-house thing where you're going against your own teammate, so they don't want it to be, where like, it, like, like a it, yeah, or... you know, so like it looked bad, but I was still in the fight, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And then the se- the my most recent one, there was an accidental headbutt, so he cut me open. Oh no! Okay. And so they're like, now nah, let's, it's fighter safety, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's no, there's no contracts on the line everybody's got to work t- the next day yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah so i mean but they're good experiences though and that's yeah. that's the main purpose of right it. right so yeah because like dan and i were talking before like yeah with sparring or fighting you learn so much from spacing like that you can't learn from like just doing a form right yeah you can't yeah. like you know that's like what my uh my jujitsu coach you know boogie the uh, richie the boogeyman martinez shout out yeah shout out for sure you know he always says that like um he can see us improving, you know, like while we do drills and when we practice and we do free rolls, which is like kind of like the sparring of jujitsu. Yeah. But he can only really see how you really are or how much you've grown if he sees you competing in a tournament. Right. Okay. You know what I mean? When things are, are at stake. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Like how can like, yeah, you can like, yeah, you know it basically like when you're drilling and stuff or you're doing free rolls, it's like showing that you know what he's taught. Yeah but can you apply it and that's that's what like a tournament aspect is right and against someone you don't even know exactly like, you've some, never rolled with them never before. rolled with so you don't know all their idiosyncrasies yeah okay. yeah 
because I wonder about that. Like, I, I think I, I mean, I'm, just, I'm getting up there in years, but I want to do, I want to do an MMA match eventually yeah. before I get before I hit maybe my forties or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, how, how old are you? I'm 32 now. Yeah. So I feel like, and and Joe Rogan has said this on his podcast. Am I allowed yeah. to say? People? Yeah, yeah, that's okay. fine. Yeah. Um, he said like like. 30 to like 35 is like your a, man, a man's like prime. Really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. But after that is when it starts to decline. Cuz after I think they did studies where like after 30 your testosterone and your sleeping habits deteriorate, okay. but you have to but like you can combat that with exercise, mm-hmm. nutrition, stuff yeah. like that. So, um, okay. So I, I have about I have like 2 plus years to like yeah. to like fight maybe. I mean, Dan, do you want to fight? Um, do you ever want to? Cause you said you've said before to me like you want to spar more, but would you ever want to do like an MMA match just like just to knock it off your bucket list? I guess or no, I'm I have I have like I don't have that desire. I, I'm more interested in fighting different people, uh, different styles, just to see how they apply their movements. Uh, more than more than like MMA. MMA, I think like we've talked about before, it's it's becoming its own style. I, I know I've talked to other MMA people. They always say that you know the way you block a roundhouse kick is always like you know you shield your head on the side and you raise up your knee. Oh my god! Um, universally yeah, true, yeah. but uh, like with but the it um, seems... what's that called? Check yeah, the checking. Yeah, check the kick or yeah, yeah, shell up. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm more interested in, in like uh, praying mantis. I want to see how they fight or. Um, White eyebrow or dragon or some some of those you, really esoteric ones. You're talking <laughs> about like martial arts styles, right? Not like the animals. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and the the fighting styles because there's so many different ways of fighting. You can see it on YouTube, of course, but it's never quite the same. Right. You actually want to experience or like mess around. They, yeah, yeah. If they actually fight that way. Right. I, I there's a I'll send you a link if I, I remember. But like there's a praying mantis guy. He moves so freaking fast. Like. Regardless of whatever style he's doing, he's like, yeah, he, that guy could kill people for sure. <laughs> like, Is it Brendan Lie? Uh, I'm not sure. I think it's Brendan Honest. Nah, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I have puns. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, let these like, do you ever worry about brain damage though? Because that's one thing I worry about. Like, yeah, honestly, I do. Especially yeah. since I, my mom's a nurse, and then yeah. like, so she tells you. Oh, here's a funny story. Yeah. I okay, so um. I'm I'm like pretty like pretty like young in the in the sport at this time you know like as far as like when did you start if if I may ask you Uh, I started like I want to say like six seven years ago but I was so inconsistent up until like two years ago yeah where I started taking it really seriously good good you know but yeah so my first fight my boxing match this was like when I was doing it inconsistently right and my I kind of would just do it just to do it but um my my you know my mom and like my family would always tell me like oh why 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 are you doing that you know about your brain damage and then they'd say like you, <laughs> they my mom would always say anak which means child she yeah, goes yeah. anak think about what you're doing you're <laughs> you're poggy which means handsome he goes you're so poggy and you're going to hurt your <laughs> like your good looks is going to go, go away which i mean every mom no one's going to no mom's going to say you're an ugly kid but so i'm in, i'm in my boxing match and um, I'm not protecting my face, you know. I'm just going out there. I'm brawling. Oh wow! Uh, you know, like the lights are getting to you. And then uh, I go to my corner, and um, you know, like the whole idea, like my mom's, like, t- like my mom's voice is in my head, like, 
your 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 good looks are gonna go away, right? And so my uh, my coach, uh, uh, he goes he goes, yo, Aaron, what the what the fuck are you doing, man? You you letting them you letting them hit you in the face? And I just go, I'm still pretty. And then and then, <laughs> and then he just like he just flabbergasted. He just goes like. What the fuck what does the fuck that even mean, yeah, dude? Like, put your hands up. Get back out there and put your hands up. And I was like, all right, for sure, for sure. I think, um, you, you know, I, I would recommend a book. Like, uh, have you read uh, A Fighter's Heart or A Fighter's Mind by Sam Sheridan? No, I haven't. Okay, check that. He he's a he's a really good writer, mm-hmm. and he basically he went through Muay Thai. Uh, he went to Muay, he went to Thailand to train. He wrote about his experience. Yeah, he trained with Matt. Pat Militich in uh, the Midwest, and he wrote about that. He also trained with Andre Ward, the boxer in mm-hmm. Oakland. So, um, but Fighters Mind, I'm, re- I'm in the middle of that book right now. Basically, it's kind of like the way he puts it is that he's kind of revising. Have you heard of the Book of Five Rings by Miyamoto Musashi? No. So, um, oh wait, uh, I've I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah. But I haven't read it. It's basically back in the '80s, they actually revitalized that book for because the Japanese uh, automakers and business owners. Uh, or uh, businessmen were like just killing it in the international market, right? Yeah. They're like, okay, so how do we figure out how these Japanese people think, right? <laughs> so they they would they republished the Book of Five Rings as a business uh, uh, wow. uh, self help book, right? <laughs> but actually, the essence of that book is about how Masashi never lost and killed people. <laughs> mm. Basically, it's how he cut he he never lost. He had like six. He's like probably if he's probably the greatest samurai of all time because now there's no you know caste system like that really mm-hmm. but um anyways uh and the what it talks about is that kind of mentality of like okay you're getting beat up like how do you get through this or like yeah what's what what kind of mindset does it take to actually like get your face beat up like what yeah. what kind of person would want to do that right? yeah um, i mean you do kind of i guess you do kind of have to be a little bit crazy to like li- get yeah. hit and be okay with it well you know that's the thing Actually, I mean, I do kind of worry about brain damage because, of course, it's going to happen. You yeah. Know? Like, like the brain is not meant to get yeah. hit. Right? I heard, yeah. like, even, like, just, like, holding your breath for, like, an extended amount of time is brain damage, can damage your brain. Unless you train for it, like, the deep sea drive. Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah. But, um, so, like, I always told myself that, like, once I graduate school, I'm going to devote, like, a serious year of, to just, to fighting. You know what wow. I mean? But that like that just kind of sucks because it's like school's taking me so long to finish you know Uh, what i mean like wait because you're you're doing your undergrad right yeah i'm still doing my undergrad and you're in your mid-20s yeah okay is that because is that by choice you worked first and it was it's like um you did community college yeah i I did community college i got i got kind of stuck in the community college system where it was and i you know like i would take like two classes a semester Mm. work and you know and and not realize that i was getting older you know what I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then, uh, and then I changed majors, you know, so like that, you know, like sets you back, and then like along the way, I'm like I'm still training, but like at the same time, it sucks because it's like I'm not able to devote all my attention to one thing, you know, which like you need to, in order mm. to like really be successful at it, like the ten thousand hours, right? Yeah, yeah, like the Malcolm Gladwell is talking about, like. I was I was I was thinking about that today. Is like, man, I'm already in my 30s. Have I really devoted like 10,000 plus hours on any one thing? Yeah. 
besides like watching TV, watching or TV or masturbating. But yeah, I mean, yeah. like, <laughs> I not... I've actually found some good techniques for that. Uh, <laughs> different grip. <laughs> yeah, no, bro. Yeah, you got to switch. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, like there's the ghost hand. Or... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, see, see that that could become a skill. Uh, anyways, no, I, I think about that and I'm just like, damn. You ever you ever get that feeling of like, oh shit. Wasting my life, you know. Like, yeah. I, I think everyone has a version of that, but like, I think, um, I mean, like, when I look at some older people, or like, I was just like, man, okay, what have I really devoted towards anything? The thing is, like, I like to think of myself as a Renaissance man, but at mm-hmm. the same time, that means like what master of none, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, I mean, like, I always say, like, I wish I had started jujitsu a lot younger. Yeah, you know. But it's also, it's kind of, and I also think a lot of times, like, well, like, if I just disappeared today, like, if I died, you know, like, oh, what, what would I have left behind? What's your legacy, I guess? Yeah. Be, like, because, you know, like, after the people who have, like, um, interacted with me are gone, then basically I'm gone, too. Unless right. you've done something that's, like, been so impact, Unless you've been in, like, a history book. Right, or you have a really awesome Instagram account. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like... Exactly, or because you know, like the guy who wrote, who wrote Peter Pan. I think his name's like uh, B B Allen or something like that. Yeah, right? yeah, okay. The guy, the author of Peter Pan. Yeah. Yeah. So what he did was he he gave the rights to Peter Pan to a hospital in Great Britain. Oh wow. Or not? I don't know if it's Great, but Britain, right? Someone, you know, whoever's Europe, listening, right, correct yeah. this. Yeah. But so now, like, um, anytime anyone wants to use that story or make a movie or a spin-off or write a book or a cartoon or every little cartoon of Tinkerbell that you see yeah all those all that money all the rights you have to pay it to that hospital what so every and it's a children's hospital so every kid that goes there it's free for them that's so awesome yeah so yeah. imagine that legacy that he's left behind right 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 every kid that goes there yeah think about how many lives he's touched because one kid will go there they'll live and they'll have kids. Yeah. And then that kid will tell all their children about that hospital that they went to and right, why right. they were able to go there. That's so dope. Like, Dan, do you have anything to add to that? I, as far as like things like devoting your time to, uh, there's always time, unless you're going to die like ne- the next day or within a year. But for myself, I mean, there's always going to be things that you want to, you wish you could have done different. But being 43, I can tell you that it, it doesn't really matter in the end. The most important <laughs> thing is like you got to find something that you like to do yeah. mm-hmm. and not care what anybody else says. And just go balls deep. Like, yeah. like Dan, have you put in a good amount of time in Choi Foot, yeah? Yeah, I mean, I, started, I didn't start really young either. I started when I was 17. And then once I got into it, I mean, I, it kind of ruined my grades for like the first two years <laughs> of college. Because I went like five days, six days a week. Yeah. You got addicted. You yeah. know, like, yeah, three or four hours a, a day and, and I, at least, right? And you just spend the time. I, I spent the time teaching and working out and doing all those things. And But in the end, what does it get me? I mean, I, I got really interested. got really fired up for like six, seven years. And then now I'm like, uh, it's really good knowledge. But unless I was going to become a, a teacher and open up my schools, it really... It doesn't like monetarily. It's not going to do anything. Yeah. But it's 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 self investment though. It's something. Yeah. It's something you invest in yourself, and you wouldn't you wouldn't trade it for anything in the world though, right? That time and that, yeah. 
No, I wouldn't trade it, but I definitely would have done things a little bit differently. Because when you're younger, you kind of like you feel very invincible. But I know that my body's worn down because I used I. I think I just like abused it too much. When you really think about it, yeah. When you think about it, you start off younger and you start off with really small steps. But when you're like a little, when you start off a little older, you're like, I'm just gonna do it. Especially when you're a teenager. Yeah. You just kind of like go too far too fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you just like wear it out. But I'm at the point where I think if I if I'm like decrepit when I'm old, I'm fine with that because that means I've at least used this body to the best of I could. Yeah. And it's. I didn't waste it. Yeah. yeah, this machine, right? We're we're essentially organic biological machines, right? And that yeah. that 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 we can shape and mold, uh, which is kind of cool. Um, but it's it's there to be used, right? The body's there, you know. Yeah. So so that's what like um, Sam like I actually met Sam Sheridan, the author of that the Fire's Heart, and he talks about like what are you willing? No matter what, there's a cost for everything. Exactly. Right. So if brain damage or opportunity the, cost. the opportunity cost, you study economics, right? Yeah. So yeah. yeah. But yeah. So like, um, there's an opportunity cost for everything: time, effort, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, now, is it worth the cost? Is it worth it? That high or that? Like, okay, real talk. Like, what? Why? Why fighting? Why? Why don't you? Why don't you spend that time in in the book? Like your mom said. <laughs> like, um, well, okay. <laughs> the reason why I first started trying to do uh, MMA, right? Yeah. Was because um, I wanted to be an actor, right? Oh, we gotta talk about this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I wanted to be an actor, and and uh, when when you're an actor, you know, you have like a resume, right? Mm-hmm. That you like you show. Yeah. And then on the list, on on that resume, it says special skills, <laughs> and mine was mine was really lacking, right? Uh, yeah. And so. Well, you speak Tagalog. But... Yeah, but when do you ever see that in a movie? I, we need more of that. But yeah. anyways, yeah. But that's um, a different so thing. so, um, and also. Uh, one of the, my acting teachers had said like I could be like my role like my niche would be like a scary guy right so I would have to, I'd have to play into it and I thought like I started watching like UFC and I was like hey maybe if I do MMA like I could like that could be something I put on a resume right yeah so um, I took one class and I was like hold on I love this not just as a sense to get to acting, acting yeah. but like I like I love doing MMA, right? Mm. And so then, um, Aaron's pretty good by the way. He's choked me out a number of times. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm decent. I'm, I, shout, shout out to Aaron Jujitsu. Yeah. yeah, I think I just catch him on the times he's tired. You know, <laughs> we have pretty late class, but um, so then I'm doing, I'm doing MMA. You know, like I'm doing the striking classes, and then I realize, like, yo, this ground game is really important. Right. The ground game is so deep. It's, it's yeah. like a bottomless hole. Yeah. Yeah. Really so good. like the ground game is like never-ending evolving right so i started like i need to get my ground game up so then like it came to the point where like it was like maybe 90 percent striking 10 percent jujitsu then 20 then 30 40 50 (laughs) right to the point where like basically it's 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 pure it's like almost purely jujitsu for me wow yeah because eddie bravo he quit jeet kune do i believe or whatever just to focus to to focus Mm -hmm. with jean jacques Purely on jujitsu, yeah. I believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shout out to Eddie Bravo, man. Yeah. Master. I don't like how people hate on Eddie Bravo, dude. He's he's a good guy. He's, he's awesome. got uh, he's got his uh well, so one of our so okay, damn, we're gonna take a tangent, a jujitsu tangent, real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Eddie Bravo, okay, one of our previous teachers has met Eddie Bravo, like one of our, you know. Anyways, he claims like you know, there's no way of knowing, but he claims that he used to train with Eddie Bravo. 
anyways, so Eddie Bravo's big thing, from what I've heard from you know Joe Rogan and those other podcasts, um, he's a big pothead. He does, he's, he's, or he's a big proponent of marijuana usage, correct? Yeah. Okay. And he's also big on conspiracy theories and like how... Yeah. Um, well... How, Okay, so anyways, you want you want to speak to that real quick? So these are some of the controversies that yeah. Eddie Bravo comes across. Well, so so like but Eddie, he's a legit. Yeah, he's a legit. Yeah, there's dude. Yeah. No, no matter what he does, nothing he'll ever do will be able to take away from his skill as being a jujitsu practitioner, right? But here's the thing about him being a conspiracy theorist, and he touched on this, and he said it, and it was wow. You know, I said wow, because he said that. When he does, like, for him, conspiracy theories are fun. That's okay. why he does it, you know? Um, and he he just, it, it's not that, like, cons- when he, for him, conspiracy theories is just a way of questioning things. Mm-hmm. Because, like, like, like okay, let's just talk about Flat Earth. I'm not saying I believe in Flat Earth, okay? Oh, God. But, okay. but he's just saying, like, the reason, like, he, he doesn't say Flat Earth's right. He doesn't say it's wrong. But he's just saying, look into it. And then come up with your own... Your own conclusion. Yes, because he doesn't like how, like, governments or scientists will just be like, oh, hey, so this is what's going on, so listen to this. He goes, mm. oh, well, wait, let me dig into that. Let me question it, right? And right. then Joe Rogan even said, like, look, Eddie, like, what about all these people who, like, listen to you because you're so influential, right? And then he goes, all I'm getting from it, or all I want to, from my conspiracy theories, for anyone to pick up is that, they should get the intention to question it. Right. If they hear me talking about flat earth, then what they should do is they should look into it. They shouldn't listen to it at face value and be like, you know what? He's right. Flat right. earth's right. They should look into it for themselves. They should learn to question things. Right. So I, that's what I that's what I get from um, Eddie Bravo being a conspiracy theorist. Think think for yourself. Please. Exactly. No, and like real talk. The government has pulled the, the wool over eyes on, like in our lifetime, the Iraq War. Come on, man. Hey, but you know the gov- If you're listening, government, he brought that up. <laughs> um, I mean, hey, know. government, if you're listening, like you know, thanks for you know, thanks for the infrastructure. But hey, but like if you're listening, like can we get like better school lunches though? Yeah. Like at the elementary <laughs> school level. Come on, dude. <laughs> okay, so like right now, I'm taking. Um, what am I doing? I'm doing screenwriting and I'm doing Asian American studies. Mm-hmm. Like I take an Asian American studies class. Yeah. And you're you're doing what marketing? Marketing. And... Just okay. Yeah. So so let, let's talk. I'm gonna, I'm gonna like segue here, but like, um. So when we talk about like telling you what you think, right? There there's a long history of you know present representation of or lack of representation of Asian. Asian Americans in the me- American mm-hmm. media, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, or like weird represent, like long duck dong representation. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, yeah. do you know why though? Um, I have my theories, but yeah, yeah. why don't you tell well, me yours? Well, well, um, my theory, and I, I've read a couple articles about this, but um, they were saying stuff like back in the day when um, Asians first immigrated to America, you know, like they came here like to to work, right? Yeah. They came here to work, and it was like it was it was two things. Work hard, play hard, right? Okay. And when they played, they played hard. So like, women like kind of liked that, you know, uh-huh. and they flocked to it. Uh-huh. And they were they were like down, like Asian men were like down to like treat women the way they wanted to be treated or something like that. You know what I mean? Okay. And like, so like taxi, like the taxi dance halls, like the yeah. Lanongs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And okay. so like women like that, and so 
I don't know, white men, I guess, uh-huh. if that's the right term, yeah. didn't like that. They so, were threatened by Yeah, them. so yeah, they yeah. started picking them apart any way that they could, uh, you know? So, and that, and that transferred over to media. Yeah. So they were like, um, we're going to make this guy look bad. And so, like, now that's, like, the, the image that's ingrained in, in anyone's mind when they think of an Asian. Now, like, so you're acting, do you still have acting aspirations then? Do you I wanna, do, do I you do. I was back? in a Pizza Hut commercial recently. No What's shit. Yeah, hey, yeah. shout out to Pizza Hut. I mean. and, and Xbox and Freeform. Um, but this is not an advertisement. This is so. not an advertisement. Hey, pay us, please. Yeah. Um, now, is that something that's in your mind when you act? Or you just love acting? Or like- I, mean, I just, I, I love acting. And then, honestly, it's like, um, I, I want to use, like, acting or, and, like, jujitsu. Yeah. I want to use it to, like, give back, you know? Okay. Because, because like Eddie Bravo, he's like a musician too, right? Yeah, like, exactly. A lot, a lot. Okay, that's why he came to LA actually, was to be a musician. <laughs> and you know, like the Gracies originally, like he acted to pay for his jujitsu. Um, oh, that's dope. Uh, Hoist's older brother, yeah. Um, the great, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, sorry, what, what are you saying about acting? Like, what's what's that inspiration? What's that drive? Um, I guess I kind of, I'm the shy guy, but at the same time, I kind of I like to be in the spotlight, which kind of. Is, is on is two different um, pol- polar no, opposites. You know, right? it's not actually that different. Like Dan and I both know a lot of actors because his his wife's an actor. But mm-hmm. you'll find out a lot of actors are pretty shy. Yeah. I don't know why that. I guess it's their outlet. I yeah, that's yeah. that's what I think it is. You know, it's like um, I think because like for me, I like public speaking okay. because um, I think it's because like I'm so shy that like um, if I if I put this up, boom. Yeah. That's all you'll see. You won't see, you won't look beyond it. Oh, you know what I mean? Okay. But yeah, I, th- I, mean, I, I like acting too. And then I always said, you know what? It's always kind of been, for me, yeah. it's always been about the girls, bro. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? Talk about this. Like, like I always said, like whenever I like when I become an actor and I get my award, I would say, hey Jamie, don't you wish you went to prom with me? <laughs> you know, like something like that, right? Like something so stupid. Like, but yeah. Uh, Dad, Dad, have you ever thought about acting or any any sort of creative pursuit like that? Not acting, more more writing. But I, I just never like went to school for it. I'll teach you, Dan. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I teach I teach part time. So yeah. You can teach okay. acting. Uh, his writing. wife is a better. His wife is a really oh. good acting coach. Okay. I, I can teach writing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. She's dope. I met her oh. like years ago at UCSD. Yeah. Oh, so you guys live in San Diego? Yeah. Lolitas, man. <laughs> when was the last time you got Lolitas? Uh, a long time uh, ago. For those Probably listen- when I, right before I left San Diego the first time. Oh, okay. So for those listening, Lolitas is like a like a well known taco shop in like South San Diego, uh, or like all over San Diego. I've been in Roberto's or a couple different Roberto's. <laughs> yeah, Roberto's is like different everywhere you go, though. Yeah, like depending on how serious there's, they want to take there's it. There's the one on um, what Mesa Road, and then there's the one on um, El Cone. I yeah, I mean yeah, but um, so that's I think for the creative arts, we do need more people of color. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. In, in these roles. Yeah. Um, now what I want to talk about is like now will your parents? Okay, real talk like. Do you love marketing? Like, are you studying marketing because you want to do it, or what's up? I study marketing because I feel like I'm good at it. Okay. You know what I mean? And when I say marketing, I my my goal is to do advertisement. Okay. You know, because yeah. I'm really good with like these one-liners or these slogans. You know. Great. I'm like the super cheesy pickup lines. <laughs> I got them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So 
like I feel like I'm always good with those. So like I think like that 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 could be you know like my facet, and that's, oh, that's why so, I want to do. So using like the skill of representing <clears throat> yourself towards representing yeah. products, services, stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Like um, I've done like some stuff with it. Like I used to have a YouTube channel where I would. Um, what? Yeah, where I would like advertise or not advertise, but I would um, critique uh, rash guards or any or like jujitsu related items. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So like that was like my first stab at, at it and it, it worked yeah, i liked yeah, yeah. it but I, I i don't really do it that much anymore mm-hmm. if you guys want to take what it's called 220 jujitsu reviews that's 220 jujitsu reviews check it out check it out rash guards yeah. uh, shameless plug <laughs> you know? yeah um yeah oh so- and i'm not oh yeah, sorry ahead. but um i did a i did a rash guard review yeah which is funny and i don't know if this has any i'm sure it's completely unrelated but i did a rash guard review for um hypnotics stereo star rash guard right okay and before that like i had that rash guard for a year never saw it anywhere right i think i was like the only guy who had it yeah right and so um so i reviewed it next thing you know it's like their number one seller (laughs) two years in a row i'm not saying it was me you know what i mean like i'm not saying it's me but i'm just saying like it's just a coincidence (laughs) you know what i mean like it just chain of events chain Um, of events dan i had a question but like i don't want to take up all the questions dan you have a question for aaron uh, I'm actually kind of interested in this rash guard review. Okay. Because <laughs> I surf. Uh-huh. So I, I'll probably look it up. I mean, have you tried other rash guards? Yeah, well, um, <laughs> so I've done, like, the thing that I do, well, because I do my rash guards for jujitsu, and um, the thing about rash guards for jujitsu is that they're, like, different materials than, um, oh. you know, like, rash guards for surfing. Because from what I understand, rash guards for surfing, they kind of have to deal with the element of salt water, right? So that they don't peel yeah. and stuff. So they kind of have, like, that protective layer. But the thing about um, jujitsu rash guards is that they have to be very breathable, so they, don't, they oh, won't have yeah, that protective yeah. layer because they otherwise like sweat will like pull up underneath it. You know what I mean? Right. So there has to be like that breathability. Yeah, you don't want that staff. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, my question for you was um, so going back to ladies. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's something called evolutionary biology, right? Yeah. Um, basically, it's saying that nothing hey, makes a man feel better than a woman. Exactly. Basically, it's like we're trying. We're like. We're built to pass on our genes, and yes. because of that, we do all this crazy shit to try to get laid, basically, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, now, uh, now it, it's it's a way to frame things, and I think that yeah, Dan and I have talked about this. Like, basically, it's a crazy way to look at your life. You don't want to look at your life like that, but understand that that some somewhere that some people operate in that way, right? Uh-huh. There's like some. And then you choose how you want to operate. Now, going back to ladies, like, why, why, why not just try to get ladies now? Like, why wait to get for the act? Like, what's, okay, see, yeah. see, um, see, now it's funny. It's perception, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, now, honestly, I'm not trying to be cocky or anything, but I feel like if I wanted to, I could get girls like easy, not easy, but like easier than I could when I was younger. You know, because like I have more knowledge about yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I know how to talk to girls. A little bit better. I'm still super shy. But honestly, okay, so, dude, I love jiu-jitsu, right? Sure. That's what I want to do with my life. You right. know, I want to open up a you're school. Not, you're not strictly doing that to get pussy, though. Yeah. <laughs> now, like, Sorry. I, I, like, my goal is to open up a jiu-jitsu gym. Oh, okay. That's free for foster kids. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then, like, I'll pay for it through, like, winning jiu-jitsu competitions and MMA fights, right? Dude, that's dope. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so... Okay, so like, I'll give you an example, right? Like, I'll have a, the, my cell phone in my hand, yeah, and I'll be t- I'll be texting some girl, and um, I'll type in, "Hey, do you want to hang out on, like Friday, right?" Yeah, and then I'll go, 
oh, no, wait, I got to train that day. Backspace Friday, right? And then I'm thinking, like, uh, what's a good day? What's a good time? Like, I can't because, oh, I got this competition coming up, yeah, yeah. right? So then just delete the whole text, put my phone down, get, grab my gym bag and go to the gym. Wow. You know, like. You're sacrificing. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, like, it sucks. Like, honestly, like. Cause it's like I've cause and I think I, I do that because like I know I have to because th- there's been a time where like I was like talking to this girl and we were getting pretty serious yeah but I was at the gym right and like I was like texting her like in between rounds and wow not like well you know like in between classes kind of right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and then she goes like what are you doing I'm like oh, I'm at the gym she's like oh my gosh like hurry up I want you to be cute with me and it's like uh like you know like. The thing is, like, something's got to give, right? Yeah. And yeah. it's like, I'm sure, like, if you... I know that 100%. If I want to make it work, I could make it work. But the right, fact right. that I don't want to make it work with her... With this particular girl, female, yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shows that I didn't want that, right? Yeah. And yeah. so, like, I don't... Like, I haven't found a girl yet that... um, That makes it worthwhile yet. Oh, okay. You know? But also, but, I think it might also be, have to do with the fact that, like, I'm not spending t- enough time on it either mm. you know but you don't really have that much time though you yeah. said because you're, you're training and you're also in school right? time and money are the two things yeah I don't money have. oh my gosh yeah jujitsu is expensive okay you know and uh yeah and so so would it be having a girlfriend you know now have you tried to you know just casually date or like you know one night stands or anything like that or i can't do that you can't do that i'm too sensitive really what do wait, wait explain what, what do you mean too sensitive I can't. You have to be with someone in yeah. a relationship to yeah. sleep with them. Yeah. Wow. It means a lot to me. Wow. I think it's the whole like, growing up Catholic, and you're supposed to wait till marriage. Oh. I mean, I almost did, you know, and I I, I did it, <laughs> but, like, it has to, you know, it has to be, it has to mean something. Huh. Interesting. Dan, did you ever have that kind of sentiment, or you were like whatever? Uh, I'm kind of like whatever. <laughs> well, he's married now. Well, he's married yeah. now, but I'm saying back, back, back in those days, because um, I'm kind of like, if if I'm physical, okay, for me, basically, I, I first of all, physically attractive in some way, or, and then not, and but you know what, not psychologically repulsive. Yeah. But you know what? Also, I think it might also have to just be with like a lack of opportunity for me to be able to say that. Maybe like I just say that as like a coping mechanism. <laughs> but maybe I just have like a lack of opportunity. Huh. I mean, I'm sure if I went to TJ and someone like paid for it, I'd probably, I'd probably bang one out. That's more like a service. I mean, like, um, like, would you ever invest time and money to like go to the bars and try to like hook up? No, okay. I wouldn't want to pay. see. I think that's also because like girls have one night stands. Yeah. And I, I apologize if you taste, I'm not trying to say this to offense, but like, I, the girls that I would have a one night stand with are not the girls I want to be having one night stands with. Oh, interesting. You know yeah, I, I mean? feel you. I feel you. Okay. Cause the, and also, you know, your mom's a nurse, right? There's like medical, you know, you yeah. don't want to, yeah. You, you don't know, funny story. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I was trying to pick up this chick at a bar once. Yeah. Turns out she worked with my mom. Oh my God. And she told my mom. <laughs> <laughs> and all her coworkers. She ratted you out. Yeah, was she, she was she a Filipina. She was white. She was white. Okay. Yeah, and all my mom's coworkers didn't like her for me. Oh. They were like, they were like, um, 
they were like, hey, don't let your son go with her. She's not a good, she's not a good lady. She's oh not a good gosh. woman. <laughs> she likes to party. She doesn't have good values. Oh, please. Well, dude, you know, like they all like try to take care of me like I'm like, I'm, like all their kid. Okay, okay. It was funny. Yeah. <clears throat> um, one thing I was, yeah, sorry, go ahead, Dad. I got a quick question. I, I was going to go backwards though, but. No, let's do it. I, I mean, as, have you ever considered like studying like Eskrima or Kali or something? The Philippine arts. That oh, es Eskrima? I've, I've done Eskrima. Okay. I've actually done a few martial I've done like I've always started stuff but like I never really got deep into oh, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, what's what's, so, your, like, what's your martial arts resume? I I did taekwondo for like maybe like 6 months when I was really young and then I did eskrima for about a year. Yeah. So like I know like the basics of stick fighting. So eskrima is a stick a Filipino stick fighting. Mm -hmm. Um it's uh you can also apply to knives too. Right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's basically um I guess like a straight like blunt force objects or like two objects one in each hand or just one in one hand right okay and so like i did a screamer and then i tr and then years later maybe like a decade later is when i started doing like mma and jujitsu mm. yeah but a screamer is really i i liked it but Dude, oh you know what the reason why i stopped is because my i was um there was a group of us and we would have been sh we would uh, take classes in his garage yeah right and um, he was like, he was really good though. It's not creepy, but um, he got like divorced, and so like his wife kept the house, so like we couldn't practice there anymore. Oh man! So like we had to stop. Wait, wait, can you? How do you say garage? Garage. You know I say it like that. Why do you say it like that? Because it adds character. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's also because um, I have family that are uh, in uh, Australia. Yeah. And so that's how they say it in Australia, and oh. I, I liked it. So I saw uh, that's how I'm gonna say it from now on. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see, where, where are we at time? Uh, okay. Dan, how are you on time? Can you still talk a little bit or you gotta wrap it up? I have to start wrapping it up. You guys, doesn't mean that you guys can't okay. keep on time. Well, okay. um, let's, 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 uh, oh, oh, hold on. Um, I'm thinking maybe why don't we do like another topic and then language corner. How about that? Okay. Yeah, so I guess, um, so, okay. Let's say let's let's. I want to talk about like dating real quick. Like, um, what kind of women do you date? Like race wise. Okay, All here's right. the thing. I like Hispanic girls. Okay. Because okay. you know why? Because they're just crazy enough. Uh, that they have the pa that it's passionate. Because here's the thing. I've always wanted to do stand up comedy, and this is like a bit that I've been working on. Yeah. But yeah. I feel like every class of women have their own kind of crazy. So each race has their own kind of crazy. Yeah. Okay. Like white white women, like. <laughs> They're the kind of crazy that will go to like a public restroom at a pool with no slippers on. Okay. And I think that's crazy. <laughs> okay. Okay. Be that's that's gross though. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, you're okay. in a public restroom and you're barefoot. Yeah. That's kind of gross. Yeah, yeah. Asian women are kind of crazy with like their food and stuff, right? Yeah. Like yeah, okay. and like you know. Cleanliness sometimes. Yeah. 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 Hispanic women are crazy with dating, but I like it. What do you, what do you mean? Like they date a lot or No, they're crazy in that like if like like um, fuck you on the first date or? No, not th not that in the sense that like um they're the, they're the they're the kind of women who like will like fuck your brains out but like they'll like look you in the eye while they're fucking your brains out uh -huh. and they can like 
they'll, if they see like a glimmer of you thinking about another chick, they'll bite your dick off. What? You know what I mean? Like, like some like. <laughs> but I love Hispanic women though. Like, I don't know. I just also love like their body type and. There is a there is a certain aggressiveness. I've I've only dated one Latina, and uh-huh. there's a certain aggressiveness about them that's kind of, that's kind of sexy, but also kind of turns me off to me yeah. for me personally, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but I can see I can see why that's like oh damn like yeah. She's gonna and I think also like their family values closely resemble Asian women. Yeah, multi generational families in mm-hmm. one house. Something but like that. the thing about Asian women is that it's almost like dating your mom or your auntie. To an extent, you know what I mean. If you, I think if you frame it that well, because uh, a lot of Asian women can, are pretty similar, like not like similar, like we don't all look alike. But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> like, like their attitudes. Okay, you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, I've met women that are like, oh god, she kind of reminds me of like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not saying like I'm only ever gonna date a Hispanic girl. No, no, you've dated Asian women before, right? Before. Yeah. Okay, because like I. Like real talk, like I, I won I asked this this I was talking to this one lady and in college and she's like, Oh yeah, you should and I thought like we were having good rapport and then she she said, Oh hey, you should talk to my brother, you really remind me of him And I was like <laughs> Was she Asian? She was Asian, yeah. right? She's Korean and I was like, Oh, damn it, does that mean we're not gonna fuck or <laughs> Yeah, well what'd she say to that? Well I didn't say h, that, okay. but I I, said, I I said like, Oh, then I talked to my, I, you know, you know what the RA is, our resident yeah, advisor. Yeah. So I talked to my RA about like, hey, she said this. Does that mean I have a chance? He's like, nah, nah bro. Yeah. Because <laughs> the moment they like, they call you like their brother, it, it kind of like puts a damper. It kills. On it. it just yeah. kills the boner. Well, I feel like you kind of have to like change their perspective of you. Right. Yeah. I, I tried for like half, like a couple months after that, but it, it didn't work. It's she, yeah. she. She already. She put the brother marker on me, and it was. I yeah. Just, uh, it was the end after that, but you know, for the better, because I was talking to my friend. Like basically, like those kind of women, who, like who who kind of diss on Asian guys or whatever, or yeah. like feel like it's too familiar. Those are not the women you want to date. True. Yeah. But and also, I think um, I think I also like Hispanic women just because of like where I grew up. Like I grew up like in San Diego, like South San Diego, like okay. Chula Vista. We call yeah, it Chula Juana. You know what I mean? So I think I just grew up around like Mexican women. Like Dan, where'd you grow up again? I grew up in Claremont Mesa. Claremont. So was, oh, was, so that's like pretty Asian, though. Back in the day when I was growing up, there weren't that many Asians. The only Asians around were like the Vietnamese immigrants. Oh, I see, I see. Like Linda Vista was really close, and so we had like the tiny Oriental Crips. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah, the the TOC. The TOC is uh, yeah. Um, all right, well let's uh, let's wrap it up. Um, I've got a. Uh, I've got a word or idiom I can share for our language corner. Yay! Dang. Language corner. There we go. Language corner. Um, so my language corner phrase today is bantu erfei. Um, bantu erfei. Ban means half. Um, bantu is like half the distance. Erfei means to be wasted. So basically it means to give up halfway. So, it's oh. kind of, so the story is... Um, this guy, um, he uh, he goes studying. He he's he's said to be a scholar, and to be a scholar, he has to be sent away from his wife for for years, and go to court and study. But after a year of 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 study, he's like, damn, I really miss my my girl. So he goes back home, and he says, hey hey, I'm back. And she's like, well, did you finish your studies? She's like, 
He's like, nah, I just, I missed you. I that's why I'm back. And she's like, she took like, um, she was built, she was weaving, right? She does weaving. And she took a knife and she, and she cut, cut the, it. she cut the loom like in half what she was weaving. She's been, she's been spending like hours on this, right? Yeah. And she said, look at this. I spent hours on this. And since I cut it, like it's, it's, I, I'm only halfway and I cut it. It's a waste. I can't even use this thread anymore. Yeah. So that's what you're doing, man. Like you gotta go finish what you started. And then you can come back, right? Nice. Yeah, nice. yeah. So um, I, I think, you know, using that kind of, I, I think it's good to spend time with family or your loved one. Like, for sure, for sure. <laughs> so I think it was, it was you know, it's the same example. But the way I've taken it when I think about things is kind of like, um, you know, when you ever try a submission or try to go for a submission yeah. or something and you half-ass it or go for a takeout and you half-ass it. Yeah, exactly. And like you get stuck or you get, you get mm -hmm, caught. Mm -hmm. Or when I, try to, when I try to hit on a girl... Like this happened this like past weekend, right? I'm like, I'm like, oh hey, we talk about like light stuff, but I never took that extra step to like make it like that fear of failure. Feel a failure, like you, mm -hmm. there's like there's the friendly talk I can do with her, and then there's that other talk like, hey, you want to get a drink sometime or something like that. That extra step where it pushes yeah. it towards something more, mm -hmm. and I didn't take it, and I was just like, I. I I wasted all that time just building out a report, yeah. and I never like. Closed well, like my coach says, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Right, right. right. You know. Um, yeah. So Dan or Dan or Aaron, like, do you guys have a, a phrase or? Um, um, I do. I have a fr uh, word, but I mean, Aaron, if you have one, you can. You're more than welcome to go first. I uh, know you go first. I kind. I don't really have a word. I kind of have like <clears throat> a, 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 a story about a word. But okay, you go, yeah, go yeah, ahead, yeah, Dan. Yeah. You go first. Okay. Uh, my word today is maita. Maita in Japanese means I give up. I, I I've been beaten. <laughs> so okay. there's no story behind it. Oh okay. Maita. maita. So you would like if someone loses a fight, they would say maita. I give up. Or like if they're submitted or something. Yeah. If you like, if you're just trying to do a lot of, you know, if you're trying and trying to do something, and you're just like, you know what, maita. I I give up. Oh okay. Oh uh, well for for my uh portion of this it's my thing it's uh it's kind of like a fun fact at the same time but in tagalog because there's yeah. there's like a bunch of different dialects in the philippines mm. but tagalog <laughs> is the most common one right right but in tagalog there's no word to say goodbye oh really yeah and i find that very interesting like the closest thing you have to saying goodbye is paalam when and then you you would like 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 uh like you're leaving the house and your dad was like hey Pa'alam, like, like, pa'alam's to, to your mom, right? Okay. And it's, it's good. it sounds a little weird to those who speak Tagalog because you know, I'm using some English words. But basically, pa'alam means, like, let them know you're leaving. Let them know you're leaving. Yeah. Oh. Like, you'd never end a phone call and be like, pa'alam, right? Uh-huh. But, like, uh, like, say someone's upstairs. Like, you'd go upstairs and be like, oh, I'm just, like, pa'alaming, you know? Like, I'm just letting you know I'm leaving. Oh. Like, there's no way to say goodbye. Goodbye. Huh. There's just like a way of letting you know that I'm leaving. And I find that cool because, you know, like... Yeah, and the thing about, I don't know, that's kind of... what the, In English, sometimes there's like a finality to that word, right? Yeah. Whereas in Chinese... Uh, so the phrase I did was Mandarin Chinese. And in Mandarin Chinese, the other, uh, the other phrase is 再见, right? Which means see you again. Yeah. That's, that's goodbye, yeah. basically. But it, it's, it, they've used it so much in that context that it's... It's taken on the connotation of goodbye. Yeah. But if you literally, if you look at the character, it if means, you literally translate, you literally translate "see you again." Yeah. yeah. Like Dan in Japanese, it's "sayonara" is goodbye, though, right? Or is it "see you"? Yeah. Sayonara is, is goodbye, but then they also have "jamata." Jamata is like, until uh, next time. 
Mm. Ah, I see, I see. And that's more common against with friends, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sayonara is like it seems pretty like that's kind of formal or like uh, serious, I guess, right? It's not that's I don't know. I mean, you, you'll say it with like friends and family too. But, okay, yeah. Uh, jam mata is like you know. You, it's almost like uh, you know that you're going to see that person the next day or next week. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, gotcha. For those of you that are listening that speak Tagalog, I, I just to let you know, I like let's if I'm leaving my house, my dad would say, "Paalam kamuna sa nanay mo." Just just so you guys know, I actually know what I'm talking about, <laughs> which basically means like let let your mom know you're leaving, or or like if like you would go upstairs like, "Oh, what's what's going on?" Like, um, "Papa alam lang ako muna bago kong aalis." Be like, "Oh, I'm just letting you know I'm going before I leave." Oh, uh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, we got a legit Tagalog speaker, finally. Um, so, okay, cool. I think it's been a good episode. Uh, and uh, if you have any questions, you know, leave a comment below. Also, um, make sure on iTunes, leave a review. Uh, that helps other people find us. Um, that will be a link to the iTunes uh, channel below. So just, you know, give us a star. Right? Say, hey, it was pretty cool. I liked it. Um, other than that, just keep spreading the love. And uh, thank you, Aaron, for, thank you. for being thank our you. guest tonight. Thanks, Aaron. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me. Shout out to... Can I do some shout yeah, outs? Yeah, do shout outs. Yeah. Shout outs to 10th Planet San Diego. You know, we, we freaks. We don't sleep. You know, that's, that's all I got to say. Cool. Dan, do you have any shout outs? Uh, not, not right now. Okay. <laughs> <Tonight>. <laughs> all right. Well, this is James, a.k.a. Young, signing off. This is Dan, a.k.a. Yin, signing off. This is Aaron, the Mac, a.k.a. Fish, signing off. Alright, have a good one guys. Bye. Thanks. Relationships getting you down. Yin and young. Racism's making you drown. Yin and young. Feeling shamed and alone. But right now you got a home. It's alright. It's alright. Yeah.